0: Recently, St. Louis in Tune had the opportunity to interview candidates for the mayoral race in the city of St. Louis. Don't forget the primary election will be held on March the 2nd and the general election on April the 6th. Let's listen now to an interview that we had with Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones was born in Cairo, Illinois, raised in East St. Louis, and has been a resident of St. Louis for 30-plus years. He graduated from Lincoln University with a degree in business and a minor in economics and also holds two advanced degrees, a master's in international business from Webster University and an MBA from Washington University's Olin School of Business. Mr. Jones rose through the ranks at Amron UE and then moved to his current position as the executive vice president of business development and marketing at Southwest Electric. He currently lives in the Botanical Heights neighborhood. Discuss the experiences that you have had in your career to assist you in the job that you would like to get as mayor of the city of St. Louis.
1: Part of my training is that I'm an actual practitioner of economic development, actual practitioner of workforce development, actual practitioner as well when it comes to community development and other ancillary uh, um, 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 departments that help move and change the economic growth of municipalities, townships, and regions. Uh, If you go to some of the municipalities that are in Southern Illinois that are doing quite well, most of those um, city fathers and mothers who run those cities, they've asked me to be a part of the economic development uh, groups, Uh, the various counties from Madison County, Bond County. They've asked me to be on their workforce development board because of my extensive training uh, in, in those particular areas again right in about 20 plus years of executive training understanding on how to drive economies how to bring in businesses to help the economies thrive how to develop different programs when it comes to workforce, develop, workforce development when it comes to junior colleges things of that nature I've been intently involved with those and I think those translate exactly to what the city of St. Louis needs in those areas.
0: So why do you want to be the mayor of the city of St. Louis?
1: Uh, good question. A lot of people want to know that because certainly I don't get any personal gain from being the mayor, but I'll tell you I'm an avid reader of history, love history from Griots, uh, from Africa to the Greek history. And I'll go back to Aristotle. When I think back, when Aristotle says that civilization is only as good as its people, that sparked a fire under my thinking to say that I need to contribute to the city that I love, that I cherish. And it's in trouble. It's in despair. And the least I can do is contribute my skill set to try to help turn the city around. And that even meant sacrificing income that my family has in order to do so, my time, things of that nature. But that's incumbent upon me to do so because I am am that committed to trying to help the city turn around.
0: We've been involved with the pandemic, COVID-19, for almost a year now. And after COVID-19, what do you see as the priorities for the city, and how would you achieve the goals for those priorities?
1: Well, it's not so much just the priorities after COVID. It's currently what's happening at this particular point in time. Nothing prohibits us from doing the job that's necessary to turn the city around. Number one on my platform is the reduction of crime and public safety. That is an absolute paramount. We need to be focused on taking care of that issue so that the second part of my platform, which contains the economic development, business development, and community development, can take place because a lot of people like to put the cart before the horse. They think that you can do outstanding economic development and not pay attention to what's prohibiting us from growing, which is the crime. And we need to focus on that particular area and all the other ancillaries who are not down on the hierarchy of being important. But those other areas could be shored up and will be shored up if you take care of the violent crime and the public relations problems that we have with the violent crime.
0: Well, get, get into those a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, the uh, reduction of crime and then leading to economic development. And as you said, some people get the cart before the horse. Uh, discuss each of those areas and, and how you would improve those.
1: Well, w- with crime, I think one, th- one thing that's happening here and just about other all of the other urban centers, but particularly here in St. Louis, is that we have violent crime that's particularly associated with narcotics, drugs, gangs associated with those entities, and the police who do a phenomenal job. They do a phenomenal job when you take everything into consideration. They know who these people are. They have all of the police intelligence vehicles and um, uh, materials and tools to identify who they are. And they know that this is a very small population, but they commit over about 80 percent of the crime, the homicides. We just have to have the leadership in order to direct our police men and women who are professionals and care about the city to direct them to be able to apprehend those criminals and get them off the street. So the people that live in those uh, dis- disenfranchised areas, those high violent crime areas who are being Strangled to death as far as the citizenship rights are concerned and not being able to go outside, we can get them out energized so that they can be full participants in the city and you do that with all of the tools that are being currently implemented again, the city, well, they train them, the professionals want to get trained even more, they understand the policies the policies are outstanding but everything is in place for them to be very effective of what they're doing, but the main thing and that's lack of leadership Leadership that demures, that shies away from their responsibility to be front to support our police, men and women, when they're right and when they're wrong, we also hold them accountable. And believe me, I've interviewed and talked to enough police that they are absolutely behind the idea that they want to be professionals. Others should be held accountable, but they get painted with the brush that all the police have had. Significant numbers of them are bad, and they don't do anything to police themselves. They just would like to have leadership to be out front to support them and to be able to move things forward so they can effectively uh, commit their jobs.
0: With your background with economic growth and workforce development, how does that play into your plan with economic development?
1: Well, I've said over and over, I've ran previously in 2016, driven by the same catalyst of wanting to see the city do things right. And I would come home and look at things that were happening on the news, and I knew that the city of St. Louis did not utilize a comprehensive plan that will put us in play to change the city around. And so when you take that into consideration that they're not using a comprehensive plan in economic development, and all of those want together, because it's a thorough plan, you give yourself direction, you know who the players are, you know who you want to attract to the city. You have to do the number one thing. The number one thing that's necessary is that you have to have a business retention program. We're, we don't have that. If you go around the city of St. Louis at this current time and just randomly stop at businesses, they'll say that no one comes to talk to them about this. But the practitioners know that all of the prospects that are entertaining different cities, they are going to talk to the business concerns that are here. And if that void is missing, they will certainly take notes and certainly would not want to be here in the city of St. Louis if they're not going to get the support that's necessary in order to be profitable. So you have to know who those key players are through site selectors and other vehicles and other means that you can direct those specific businesses to the areas that you earmark within this plan To and the analysis to say this is what we want. St. Louis has currently... All of the ways I identify them as the ways they have the highways. We have the highways rather. We have the highways, the the uh, airways, the riverways, and the railways. That makes us a fantastic ideal spot for district for being a distribution hub. We have biotech. We have outstanding universities. We have a workforce that is competent to a degree, but certainly needs to be shorn up in a whole lot of areas, and we have the junior colleges, the trades, schools, and everything else in place, but none of it's coordinated to the point that that's necessary to let the prospects know that we are focused on what we're going to do, we're here to make you profitable, and there are also ways within the four corners of a contract when people come in that you can get buy-in from them to help develop the workforce, help with schools, adding uh, different training capacities, helping with the budgets for the high schools. You will be surprised on what you can do when you have competent leadership that can get involved and to help steer the ship so that uh, those who are wanting to come to the city of St. Louis will have the support and know that they have the transparency to move the city forward and feel comfortable with no lack of, I mean, with no malfeasance or anything like that. But the competence to move the city forward to ensure that all the monies go where they need to go, the direction's there, and they know that people in are competent. That's how you change economic development for the city of St. Louis and move us forward and get the ancillary help that falls from it.
0: Do you believe that uh, 21st century urban planning is a strength
1: of yours? Absolutely. Th- there's no doubt about it when it comes to 21st century planning, because 21st century planning is no more different. You know, you've heard the old saying as things change, or, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yes. There's very little bit of creativity that's out there. What we have is a lot of innovation. So we don't have innovation about 21st century urban planning. But that doesn't take away from the very foundation of what urban planning entails. And it doesn't veer from 20th to 19th century or it doesn't veer from uh, the, the 20th century. nor Right now, today, we have state of the art types of understanding of what's more directed and what's needed. Today, you'll hear more people talking about those buzz terms about reform, equitable treatment of people, diversity, inclusion. All of those things should be taken care of. They should be included. But there's a smart way to do those where you don't have a negative impact on certain groups in order to make the other group equal partners in participating in the great bounty that the, that happens and should happen for the city of St. Louis. All of those things could be taken care of without hurting others, and you have to think it through comprehensively. And I think at this particular point in time, I understand how to do that. I know what's needed. I know what's probably best so that all people are included, so that we can talk about equitable treatment of people, but we're going to talk about equitable treatment of people across the board. You
0: know, this next question kind of deals with everything that you have been discussing on the show here, and there's been a great deal of investment in the city and continues to be a lot of investment. Uh, I know you've talked about business retention and some key players and getting some workforce development going. The city seems to hang their hat on large-scale projects like the Arch... Wash Avenue, Ballpark Village, the new soccer stadium, NGA, and yet there seems to be a lack of a supportive base of infrastructure and safety that really keeps residents in the city and, frankly, individuals regionally from continuing to support other ancillary businesses around those What can you do to maximize the boost to the city and maintain uh, these foundational areas of infrastructure and safety? Well,
1: uh, that's a fantastic question. Again, that dovetails with what I've talked about previously. But if you look at, you remember I talked about the ways. We have all of the ways. Those are infrastructural things. Those are, if you look at Ameren-UE in Southern Illinois, Southwestern Electric, the electric utility that I work for, we have outstanding rates spire has outstanding rates so the foundation is there hey, and it's critical i believe to disclose okay, the right. fact that know. most of the things that are happening the yeah. projects that you mentioned are happening mostly by default Not by design you see people that come here and they just say "Boy, all of this stuff is in play we'll take a chance but also the fallout from having things being done by default is the fact that you would have uh michael Nydorf, who's the ceo of of Centene, who's saying uh, out in Clayton, he's not willing to do the second phase and may utilize Charlotte to as his second uh, location. And just contemplating the the problems with the crime. They can't bring in talent. And you mentioned in your uh, question all of the things that prohibit people from staying here that absolutely have a long-term negative effect of the city. What you do within the confines of the of the comprehensive plan when you bring all stakeholders together to help develop the plan you bring in facilitators who would help make sure that we're objective when we do our SWOT analysis and all the other tools to assess what's necessary and needed we follow it there are timelines associated with it there are thresholds that we have to cross and the biggest thing that I say about these comprehensive plans that I know impacts the politicians in the city negatively is that You have to be held accountable for not reaching these thresholds and these goals. Currently, if you're a politician, your incentive is to get reelected. And if that is your driver, you may not do anything that's necessary for the growth of the city long term. Everything short term. Therefore, I can continue when I say I can, they can continue to input and implement programs that have some short live icing on it but it doesn't produce the cake that's necessary to move the city forward. And that's something that I plan on doing. We'll follow those plans to the T. We'll be reporting those, what's the, the, the progress of the plans, understanding who are the stakeholders, who's being implemented by, uh, by all, negatively by all of the things that are not being taken care of in a detailed plan. And certainly within a detailed plan, you'll be able to shore up those areas where our weaknesses are with workforce. Because again, I can take people right now since I deal with workforce development and get them jobs the problem is not getting the job the problem is can they maintain the jobs because they may not have the soft skills necessary to do, do so I contend, I contend that we have a personnel issue we have people issues but we don't have real job issues because there are a lot of employers in the, the metropolitan St. Louis area who want to hire people they just can't retain them or they're not being productive. And this is why workforce development, when those within those constructs of the all of the plans, you discuss those. We know what universities you want to use. We know what players, what industry partners that we can develop with. But you can only do so when you have comprehensive plans. You're going to be held accountable and you commit to it and you show this that you can get those type of buy-ins where you can move the city forward. And that's where I concentrate and how I concentrate in economic development, and all the other periphery names that I just talked about that will help change the city around. We address all of that, but number one, we have to address the crime, the crime associated with
0: it. Now, this next question kind of piggybacks a little bit off, off of that, where uh, you're going to be, if you're elected as mayor, you're going to be the chief executive officer of the city of St. Louis. How do you go about handling people who are not doing their job, or when the accepted norm of a department is less than the standard that it should be? What do you do?
1: What do you do is you amend what's happening. You change personnel if necessary. You change policy within those departments, and we keep scorecards on productivity, and then we hold people accountable as well. This comes from leadership. And it also, i tell you, most people, when they see the leadership is moving in the right direction, they want to be productive. And those that don't want to be on the train, you have to te- let them get off on the next stop. That's no issue whatsoever. And I certainly I wouldn't be a king over a king over a kingdom, but we are going to hold people accountable. And if you get out front and talk about it and it seems so easy, but some things that seem easy are absolutely some of the most difficult things to take care of. This is why they say a fish rocks from the head down. It's about leadership. It's about doing things right and doing the right things. That's what leaders do. And when you get out in front of it, and, and and if you don't get out in front of it, things that manifest itself the way it does right now, they occur. But when you have the people doing what they're supposed to be doing in those leaderships, the most critical component part of all of this, you have them out front saying the right thing, standing out front, being strong, and delivering the results and being cu- culpable. And planning on being held culpable and responsible and accountable for those shortfalls, that's when people can start believing in you. But again, a lot of people on the periphery who don't really understand it, they think and they look at it and say, well, that's a great thing to say. But no, that's effective. It's always effective no matter what endeavor, human endeavor that we're involved in. When you have the proper leadership out front, it makes things move and flow a whole lot more smooth. And I plan on having at least monthly, certainly quarterly reports where i stand out front and give the state of the city address just like what i do now when i have to report to the border to our board we have to account for everything that's happening in our departments and they have to be in sync with what's happening within the corporation why wouldn't we do that for the city of st louis where i will stand out front delivering the message on what's happening and again if you turn the light on on roaches they run and right now transparency full transparency, will expose those who don't want to be on board. And certainly we have mechanisms within the profession of HR for the city of St. Louis that we will mitigate against those problems on those who don't want to perform.
0: What do we need to do to get a regional collaboration on homelessness? Not just a city, a regional collaboration on homelessness.
1: Very simple, if you ask me. Four years ago, I talked about it. This is done by, again, With businesses, you have conversations, you have extensive conversations with all the stakeholders. And I think a lot of people really dismiss the fact that there are agencies, organizations, institutions who perform at a very high level. Let me emphasize that again, a very high level. And they're not being included in these discussions or they're just being ignored as if they don't exist this can't happen we have to engage everyone so that they can be integral in helping those that are homeless that fall under a myriad of or along the along the composite to say that we are there to provide those services that you need to help you get on your feet. And those other ancillary training and workforce development mechanisms that are out here to get people, if they want to be able to get engaged, want to be able to take care of their families, want to be gainfully employed, get them injected back into the system so they can feel good about themselves. This is an issue. And those who have some, le- again, I'll go back to this, those who have some challenges, mental I- mental health issues, things of that nature, Again, we are bombarded with all type of agencies who do a phenomenal job. It just doesn't have to be the city. This is a collaborative effort, and it starts by someone being out front again in leadership saying that, please come along and help. Let's discuss it. Let's put all of our experts together so that we can tackle this and mitigate against this scourge that is happening in not only in this city, but other cities, so they can see us as a guidepost on how to attack the problems of homelessness. When
0: we talk about transportation in the city and looking at it holistically and talking about traffic calming or the design of roads or the the use of bicycles as a transportation means, what would be a plan of yours to help people get through the city in a safe manner and one in which draws people to different areas because it's walkable or it's easy to use a bicycle or it's easy to park? What are your thoughts on that?
1: In my recent travels to downtown, you see the barriers that constricts the traffic. That's not conducive to easy flow of traffic, conducive to putting a pleasant mindset in people who happen to be walking down the streets. Those are the things that we have to eliminate because we're trying to thrive. We're trying to grow. We're trying to be viable. And those are all signs of negatives, negatives that the city of St. Louis can't afford to have and be involved with and this is where the PR problem comes in, and hopefully I'll be able to address that for you in enough time. When you look at the police again, we're going back to policing. They do a phenomenal job with intelligence policing. We have all the information on people who are conducting these very few and far in between incidents, but they drive the negativity of the city. We have to allow police the ability to be able to apprehend and, and capture the people who are conducting themselves in this matter. It, wh- what, what, what we like to do is to conflate any issues and challenges that we have with disparate types of philosophies. When you have people who are committing violent crime, it has very little to do with mental health issues or something that a social worker has to deal with. But we're, added, we're saying that we need to conflate those two together. Those are criminals that are doing it. We have to recognize that they're criminals. We can't be ashamed to say that they're criminals. And anyone who's ride, driving down the highway in excess of 100 plus miles an hour, there are safe ways to make sure that we can apprehend them. Those who are speeding down Broadway or speeding down Washington or anything like that, we have the ability to be able to capture them, get them off the streets certainly we have to try to build a relationship with the prosecutor's office to keep them locked up if this is a continual thing for them. And we certainly don't want to be heavy handed if these are young people. But then at that point, we can put them with great, great programs here and utilize all of these experts that we have to help mitigate young people who may be doing some of these things. But the adults who continually commit those types of crimes, we must put them into places where they won't impact negatively the city of st louis because we're trying to grow this city we're trying to move this city forward we want to be it we want the city to be a state a shining example of civic excellence and we can't do that if we keep sticking our heads in the sand ignoring what the real problem is and conflating them with problems that really don't have to do with the major problem and that is getting rid of the criminals who want to conduct themselves this way And again, those are small numbers. We can't allow the tail to wag the dog. We have to be out front with leadership and then adult, mature people to say that this has to be done. There's no way around it. And the people who are disenfranchised in the city of St. Louis, those who least can afford to continue to pay taxes at a higher level, we can't put that burden on them. We have to allow them to be able to flourish and take advantage of the 21st, 21st century. And the bounces therein with opportunity, but you can't do it if you ignore what the real, true problems are in the city of St. Louis.
0: Now, you'd mentioned several times public relations. I'd like for you to talk about that and what you would do to improve that.
1: Well, one thing, if you've heard me uh, along this conversation, is that I will be out front. This is where leadership comes in. Someone has to stand out front and take ownership, point out what exactly is going on forthrightly, not to be ashamed of what's going on. You can't hide it. And you manage it with the dissemination of information, real-time information, as close as possible. And to talk about what those mitigating things that we're going to utilize to change the city, we have to get out in front. But there's a lot of beautiful things to talk about with St. Louis. No one's getting out front to talk about those enough to offset what's going on and to tell what's happening negatively so we can mitigate. It.
0: You and I are getting on the elevator together, and we're going up about uh, 25 floors. You have the opportunity to talk to me for about 45 seconds about Andrew Jones's mayoral campaign. What are you going to tell me, Mr. Jones? My
1: name is Andrew Jones. I'm a lifelong resident of the metropolitan St. Louis area. I have comprehensive executive training, knowledge, education, and these are the things that encompasses a leader that will move our city forward. We currently have a philosophy that exists within the city of St. Louis That has been a detriment to our growth and development. You need someone there who understands business, who can attract the necessary business to make our city grow for all people, all stakeholders, all citizens will be able to grab hold of this train that's going down the tunnel of success, moving us forward and holding people accountable. And it's a doable thing. And I'm the man to get the job done
0: so how can people find out more about your campaign Mr. Jones so
1: the campaign is easy it's Andrew Jones for mayor using the number four just type in Andrew Jones for mayor.com and there you'll be able to get all the other social media platforms and you'll get more detailed information on what we're doing how we're going to do it and it's, it's a clean easy to understand platform and we're hoping that people will join in on this mission to turn the city around and particularly to move away from business as usual that has destroyed the city. I'm out here fighting for the citizens of St. Louis, bringing my skill set to the fore so that we can try to change the city so our prosperity, our children, and people who are in despair will have an opportunity to take advantage of the bounty that I'm going to bring to this city to turn it around.
0: Mr. Andrew Jones, thank you for coming on St. Louis In Tune today. We greatly appreciate your time today, sir.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.